Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Brianna Approved Podcast. We are on episode 15, and I'm very excited because I have not only my first guest on the podcast, but a very important person in not only my professional career, but also somebody who I think was a OG, an original gangster in functional medicine, if you will, who paved the way and really brought functional testing and, you know, uh, being a health detective dress protocol. We'll talk all of that about that to light. Um, Reed Davis, we have the founder of functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. He's also a certified nutritional therapist and basically the founder of bringing to light lab testing, testing, not guessing all of this. So Reed, thank you for being on the podcast. Welcome. Um, do you want to give a little bit of a background for people who maybe have not heard of you? And then we'll talk about sure. functional diagnostic nutrition in general. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Brianna. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, never been called a gangster before, but I'll, I'll take it. I know you mean it in a, in a loving way. Highest and, compliment. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been uh, quite a journey for the last 22 years, something like that, since I, I left the um, environmental law field, uh, you know, conservation, saving the planet. And uh, hey, I noticed that all the air birds, butter, uh, water, trees and bees were being seriously damaged by the environment. And that was my work. But um, I started wondering about people. Well, what's it doing to people? So I changed my careers and um, went to work in a clinic, uh, running the place really, but uh, I just wanted to help people. And the owner asked me one day, uh, Reed, would you like to, I'm getting my diplomat in nutrition. Would you like to attend all the classes? You could get your own uh, lay certificate and then work on our patients in between classes. Well, who, who wouldn't jump on that, right? And Definitely. so I did, and it just led to where we're at today. I mean, it's again, that's 22 years ago, but um, I've just ever since that been helping people. And of course, in the office where I worked for 10 years, I learned to run labs. I ran thousands of labs on thousands of people, and I, I recognized some patterns and started to use that as my basis of investigation into the underlying causes, you know, not being a doctor. You know, you don't want to diagnose and treat any specific condition. You want to find out what's really wrong. And by the way, everyone coming in the office was had already seen five practitioners. And I, I didn't just want to be number six. Or if they'd seen eight, you know, you get the point. So I wanted to end that cycle of trial and error, be the last person they needed to see. And I, I know that's naive, but I spent the next, well, it's 22 years now. But I spent the next eight years in the office running thousands of labs dozens of people and and then finally started teaching because we were doing pretty good with that in our all of our natural protocols. I love that. I am I'm personally grateful that, you know, functional diagnostic came to be. And like I was saying earlier, I mean, I think that the functional diagnostic nutrition program is not only one of the most credible programs as far as, you know, certificates go and coursework and practicums and all of that, but I think it's one of the most well-respected in the wellness field, you know, and we'll talk about that. I would like to get your opinion on that. You know, we've seen the wellness health functional field change so much over the past few years, you know, you can go to a weekend certification and now you're a quote health coach and you're a guru and, you know, a lot of that. And people don't realize that, you know, reading one kind of course book and then actually having thousands of hours of clinical practice, working with real people, being a teacher on some level, I think really helps to bridge what you always say, you know, self-care with healthcare. And I think that that, 
you know, is really important. So, you know, if you were to give advice to maybe somebody who's in the health and wellness field and they're looking to transition over or kind of give an overview of what FDN, what that means, how that could benefit them kind of, you know, what would you say to them? Or even maybe, you know, your younger self, as far as, you know, you should do this, you can do this transition, even if you're not a background in medicine or an ND or an MD or, or whatnot. Yeah, it's a really good question. Well, obviously, I, I love the FDN course, and it's a it's a labor of love, and it has developed and grown over the years. Um, you know, I didn't start off to teach back in 2008. You know, I'd been in the office for, for going on 10 years. I'd, I'd run all those labs. I created a system, but I just created it for us, for our clinic in, in San Diego area. And I just wanted our patients to be happy and to be successful. And I was really one of the at least busiest, if not most successful, uh, nutritional practitioners of the day. We called it just nutritional you know, therapy and lab-guided nutritional therapy and different names like that. I hadn't really created FDN um, until I went to teach it. And I had to call it something. And I was called to teach by a number of people customers were saying, you should be teaching others. And I'd go out and lecture and the old lady would come to me and go, you should be teaching the doctors. <laughs> Stuff like that. And then um, one of the labs called me up and said, who the hell are you? You run more labs in some offices that have five doctors working there. And I, I just didn't know, you know, that it was going to lead to this. So I said, okay, I'll put together some slides and did a, did a weekend thing. And it was it was a real hit. It was like, everyone just wanted to know more. They want to know more. Tell me more about how you do this. So uh, I did another, uh, I did, I did a 10 week thing. And so since then, that was 2008, you know, how many years it's been. Every person that ever took my course, I interviewed them. What would you like to see on top of this? What, how else can we improve it? Is there something else that would help you? And so in that light, I've just, it's now a, uh, you know, six or eight month, uh, it's at your own pace. It's a course you could take. I think we'd teach all the anatomy, physiology, biochemistry you need to know to run the labs that uncover the chronic uh, hidden distressors uh, and dysfunctions and imbalances behind every chronic stress related condition there is. Like it doesn't matter what your condition is. You've got to look at these pillars, hormone, immune digestion, and you know the rest. And then you need to apply the general principles of health building. There's no take this for that. We don't uh, sort of diagnose and treat one thing. There's nothing specific, but it's every cell, tissue, organ, every molecule in your body benefits from when you use a holistic program like ours. So um, I would recommend that anyone who's interested, who A, wants to help others, and B, is willing to walk the talk, you know, help yourself too. Uh, you get get some really good foundational lab training and natural protocols that now, and Brianna, you know this, has a history. This isn't something that I learned at one lab uh, in a weekend seminar or a week's training. It, it was ground up. So that's my last piece of advice is <laughs> try to learn from other people's mistakes. I made them all for you. I made every mistake you could make in, in those 10 years at the clinic. And and um, but had a lot of successes and accumulated those and accumulated those, accumulated those till it became a pattern, till it became a recognizable system of again investigation and then of course the protocols. So um, 
that's my advice. You know, take it from someone who's sort of done all the hard work for you. Um, you said so many things that I love there, especially because to your point, you can either be in the health and wellness field and do this certification, or maybe you're thinking about transitioning. I think it covers a lot of bases. And I know for me, when I was doing the certification, I had already had a master's degree at that point. And I learned, I think some more things in the FDN program than I had learned in a graduate program, which was a naturopathic school. So, I mean, you know, what I also love about what FDN does is that there's such a great support network from literally the first phone call you have to the practitioner group that you have. And, you know, I tell people all the time, I I'm pro school, pro learning, um, but school teaches you how to learn, right? And so a lot of, I think, certifications, the, the intangible value is getting the network, having access to somebody like you. I mean, what people don't realize is that, you know, Reed is still very involved. We have the, you know, the FDN calls on Friday still. We have the practitioner circle. I mean, you have access to these slides and the content that is created. It's really, really thorough. And I think that that is amazing and something that people don't always understand the value of that. So, you know, I don't know how much the program has changed. I finished it back up in, I want to say 2013, maybe. Um, and it was at your pace kind of thing. So could you talk a little bit about sort of what that looks like now for, you know, let's say I got off the phone with somebody from, you know, home office and I'm getting my new stuff. Like, what would that look like? Is it still, you know, I had to run tests on myself and family members, you know, and I had a mentor during the program, you know, could you maybe fill me in just, you know, I want to selfishly know as well how the program has changed and evolved and, and all of that. Well, it, it is ever evolving. I mean, right up until three minutes before I signed on for this call, Brianna, I was working on the new lessons, just updating and upgrading and just trying to improve the way that um, the um, methodology is conveyed. Uh, obviously, it's very experiential. It's a practical course. The reason you picked up so much that wasn't in your master's program is because this was all what we do actually do in the office once you get out there, including, by the way, the business side of it. You know, FDN is a is a way of practicing. It's a complete uh, package, and um, you can be an independent. I think what they call a health entrepreneur. So this isn't just so you can go get a job. It's so you can start your own business as a a health counselor, as we could just call it FDN practitioner. Um, it's been compared sometimes to health coaching, but health coaching is different. It's more just the motivational and, and structure aspects of getting people through a program. This is the program that health coaches want to run. So if you have that kind of a background and, and, and you're a health coach, but you don't know what they should do, you sh this is the step-by-step -step investigation into underlying causes, conditions, and all the protocols that would, quote-unquote, fix all that. It's a self-directed uh, program. Obviously, um, we can do the investigation. We can create the program. But the client's the one who has to run the program, where, which is where the health coaching comes in to help them run it. And so you actually go through it as a trainee. You're going to get the labs. You're going to get a mentor. You're going to um, look at your, all your test results. You're going to go, wow, <laughs> you know, better than I thought, worse than I thought, you know, whatever it might be, and then and then um, and then run the program on yourself as you're learning. So yeah, that hasn't gone away. Matter of fact, one of my mentors, Bill Wolcott, um, he he wrote the Metabolic Typing Diet and has been a mentor of mine on on diet issues for 
for uh, 18 years. Um, uh, he just said, Reed, you, you have to, you, they have to run the labs because I'd run them on him. And he said, that's, that's the most amazing thing I've ever learned. What, and that was way back then. I was just teaching him about adrenals and hormones and digestion and detoxification. You know, what, what do the labs say? So anyway, so it's been like that ever since. And uh, then the other thing people demanded, Brianna, um, anticipating what you might ask, <laughs> is the post-grad. So again, I've interviewed the first 3,000 graduates, and they kept telling me, add this, add that, do this, do that. So the program's evolved since 2008. And now we have a really robust uh, graduate alumni group, the Association of FDN Professionals. So you can take the course uh, because you want to help yourself, your family. You could do this as a hobby, but it's really designed for those that want to do it as a profession. So the health entrepreneur aspects are all built into. Yeah. And I actually really love that you spoke on the differences between health coaching, which is great. There's a time and a place. It's motivational. We all need cheerleaders and accountability. But this really does go so much deeper. I mean, I still in my private practice use all of the intake forms that I have from FDN with my clients. And, you know, it's really funny is that, you know, it can be an arduous project sometimes to do the intake forms. It's a lot, but they even find out stuff along the way of just filling out like, wow, I didn't really realize how stressed I was or adrenal stuff, thyroid stuff. I mean, some things that people kind of glaze over. And I think, you know, you always say, you know, test, don't guess. And the entire dress protocol, you know, is something that I still, and for those of you who don't know, diet, rest, exercise, I believe it's uh, stress reduction. And then supplements is the last S in there, mm -hmm. if I have it correctly, yeah, um, is something that I think is really helpful to people. And so, you know, the dress protocol, I think was super innovative. I think that is, you know, really helpful. The mnemonics like that, I think people it sticks with as well. And, you know, being your own health advocate and, you know, being your own clinical trial. I say that all the time, you're your best clinical trial. So from the dress protocol, which I think is one of the most easily accessible tools for people to get a jumping off point with, which of the letters in the dress protocol do you feel is the most underrated or maybe overlooked, but actually has the most value for somebody who's on a wellness health journey? Yeah, that's like uh, Sophie's choice, you know, mm -hmm. it's hard to give one up because um, they're all really critical. And you, it starts with the fact, uh, you know how I me, mean, I talk from the 30,000 foot level anytime I get the chance. So we have our bodies, we have our genetics. You can't change who your parents were. And so you have, you've been dealt some cards and you got to um, play them best you can. You're up against, in a sense, the environment, which remember that was what I studied in uh, my postgrad. I, I actually was a paralegal, an environmental law paralegal. So I know what the environment does to people and everything else on the planet. And um, then you have your own lifestyle in addition to that. So you're getting all these signals, your genetic potential, genetic potential, go good, go bad. It could, it could hopefully just be really good and happy, <laughs> but it could uh, go good or bad based on the signals, environment, you know, if you live in downtown and you just are just sucking up all kinds of fumes and you're eating a bunch of crap and, um, you know, the, if your environment's like that, it's definitely going to show up sooner or later in your health, in your body. And when your lifestyle, if you add a poor lifestyle to that, the, the food you eat and the, 
uh, lack of exercise or fresh air or all this stuff. So, so it all matters. Everything matters. And so to pick one thing um, depends on the person because people have inborn weaknesses. And so part of our program is to discover those weaknesses first. Then we can say, your weakest area is these hidden stressors, parasites, bacteria, funguses, viruses, food sensitivities. Or your weakest area is nutrition. You're just really malnourished. Even though you're eating good food, it's your digestion, you're not breaking down and absorbing it. Or you're really toxic because your liver's not fun. We have the objective data on the hormones, the immune system, digestion, detoxification energy production, nervous system balance. So the most important thing is to work on your weakest thing. Now that might seem like a bit of a cop-out, but it's the facts. You know, so again, you take the large view of what's going on. So, so, I mean, most people say, you know, diet and exercise, but that's depends on the person. Totally. You all have to do all that stuff. Diet, you have to rest your body and your emotions and your mind. Uh, you have to exercise, you know, sitting is the new smoking and stress is so ubiquitous in so many different forms, the physical, the mental, emotional, the chemical and biochemical stressors. And then I really think supplementation is very, very helpful. I don't sell supplements, but I know an awful lot about them over all these years. And um, so that spells dress, like you said, and, and, they're, and they're all critical. And so which one's the most important depends on the person. Um, and, and so that's why we get to know them with the lab work first, then we can modify, customize, modify it. And then that's step one, run the labs, assess along with the history, complaints and grievances. Um, and then we have, uh, so we have the objective data and then we have, uh, we customize it for that individual. Step three is the coaching process. That's getting the work done. And we, we bite, we do nice little bite-sized pieces like 90 day programs. That should be pretty easy to sign up for. And so um, you move people along working on their weakest area first. And very often it's the diet or stress. You know, rest, exercise, supplementation seem relatively easy, but they can't be overlooked. Yeah, no, I think that's such a great mindset to have because I think it is a bit of a double-edged sword these days. We have so much more access to health information, Dr. Google, read an article, mm. and that's good, bad, and different. It is what it is, right? It's the world that we're living in. And I think some people just really get overwhelmed. I think most people are frustrated. And like you said, I, I deal with the same thing. By the time they see me, they've already seen 10 other practitioners. They are mentally tired. They are financially drained. And there's almost this added pressure where you're like, I got to help this person, right? Like you kind of feel it, you know, we all want to help people. And I think sometimes people just don't even know where to start or they felt so unwell for so long that it's, you know, they feel a little bit hopeless. And I think understanding your genetic chinks in the armor, if you will, of where is the low hanging fruit for me personally. And that's where, you know, biochemical individuality for sure, I think plays a role. Um, but, you know, on the other side of things, I do now see this, this increase in health certifications and coaches and gurus, how we were joking earlier. And I kind of want to, I want to ask you at what point do you say, all right, it's enough. I've run every lab. I've spent thousands of dollars. I mean, at what point does it go from being a health detective to feeling like a full-time job? Because sometimes, you know, I tell people like, listen, you might have to do less to get more out of your health. And that might mean just like 
chilling out totally and taking a step back, taking a break from your supplements. How do you know when too much is too much? And when you got to just be like, all right, I'm being a spaz about every single thing and stressing mm -hmm. about being stressed. And where do I draw that line? Yeah. Where you draw the line, you know, um, gosh, you said so many things, which question would you like me to answer? Um, cause you opened up the door to, to a lot of stuff. Um, um, at what point yeah, is it enough? You know, when you have a client yeah. who comes to you well, and they've maybe, you know, they've done that's, everything. That's the whole point. I think of FDN and what, what I, if what I'm selling is not a solution to your problem, it's a pathway on which you will discover the solution because we can create these amazing starting points. Like, look, your hormones are out of balance. Your, your digestion isn't really working as well as it should. Your detoxification systems are a bit congested. You have immune overactive or underactive and so on and so on. You can, you can say, well, here's where we're starting. So it's not like, oh, here, take this pill or, or just go to the gym, you know, or something like that. It's look, let's get the path started. Now you're on a very well-educated uh, uh, sort of prescribed or recommended uh, a journey. There are steps to take. So you come off of this cycle of trial and error where the wheels are just spinning and you're going, oh, that didn't work. Oh, crap, I'll go hire this person. That didn't work. That's why you're financing. You, you spend all this money and you're not getting results. So you got to get off that cycle of trial and error. And that was my original mission 20 plus years ago. I go, people are caught. They've seen eight practitioners. I don't want to be number nine out of 14 uh, and just have them go from me to the next person. So we're going to stop um, that cycle and and have a uh, a well thought out well researched proven or now over time path of investigation what are the key indicators what are the things we really need to know about you and that's in our hidden uh, mnemonic h-i-d-d-e-n and then what are the steps that you got to take like you asked what are the which is more important d-r-e-s or s you know the dress program it depends on the person. So, but getting off of the cycle onto the path is what I'm selling in a sense. You know, it's, it's uh, look, there is a path. And some people have a lot more steps to go than someone else. I, someone I am to me this morning, oh, I met a lady with this problem, that problem, you know, like I beg, beg the expression, but a train wreck of a person who may actually not be able to get on that path, just, you know, even just getting on the path is going to be a stretch for that person. So there's ways to assess people's ability. How able are they? And where we would specialize, I guess, especially if it's your business, uh, is to help the able be more able. You know, if someone's um, can't get out of bed, uh, well, they can't they don't make good customers, frankly. It doesn't mean you can't help them. And believe me, I do a lot of charity work, a, a ton of charity work. But to run your business, you need able people who are um, uh, need to be educated so they can be more able to get well and then to stay well. And believe it or not, they end up wanting to go educate others. They want to know, well, how do I get in this business? They're tired of the real estate or engineering. And we have all these different people go, once they hire an FDN and, and get on that path, then they decide they want to help others get on the path. I'm not sure, Vienna, to answer your question, but it because it was a fairly in-depth 
No, I think that was, that was great. And I I totally agree. I mean, I always tell people a couple of things. I say change happens when you're tired of your own bullshit, because that, Mm -hmm. you know, you could have Mm -hmm. all the protocols and all the supplement bottles lined up, you know, and run every test, but it's like wanting to run a marathon and then leaving your shoes inside of your car, right? Like you got to actually do the work. And I think that's what FDN does a really great job of is both is meeting. And then you got to meet somebody where they are and, you know, be honest about it. So, you know, having that big 30,000 feet view of saying like, yeah, these are all the moving parts, the dress, the hidden protocols, all that. But now how do we actually put it into action? And I think you guys, you do a great job of that. So um, I don't want to take too much of your time. So I have a a couple of other fun, cheeky questions that I want to ask you. Let's get cheeky. So. We run a lot of labs in FDN. Uh, you know, I was introduced to things like, you know, the Dutch test and stool testing, which was really cool at the time. And who knew poop was going to have such a glow up over the past few years and all of that. Um, yeah. What would you say is your most informative test that if you could only pick one test to run objectively, right? Like uh, you've run thousands of labs, you have one test that you can run. What, which test is that going to be and why? Yeah, it's, it's, it's another one, Sophie's Choice, you know, because I run five tests on, or five labs and one uh, written test on every single person. We all have other forms to fill out. So I like to collect a lot of data. And I'll answer your question in a moment with this caveat that we're really looking for a constellation of data. You know, that way we can see what the constellation is. In a night sky, if you saw one star, what constellation is that? You know, is that the Big Dipper? Is that Orion's belt? What the hell is it? Um, you wouldn't know. And that's what um, the mistake that a lot of even functional practitioners do is they, they, they think, oh, it sounds like thyroid and then run a thyroid test. And oh, yeah, I scored, man. It's your thyroid. Well, you know, you're leaving all the other points of light or data um, off the table. And, and that person's not likely to get very well um, in the long term. And so we have to get a collection of data. And so it'd be really hard to say which test, you know, but practically speaking, I've seen um, a lot of miracles or miracle-like results happen with, say, just food sensitivity testing. You know, just just people, I've had people with migraines who were in a room, a dark room with a pillow over their head five days a week come out of it. I've seen kids with asthma come out of it. I've had kids with ADD and ADHD who are getting kicked out of school just by getting off uh, these neurotoxins that are in foods to completely change. I had a principal of a school track me down through the mother and said, what did you put Billy on? Well, we didn't put him on anything. We got him off all the crap, you know, and, and, and some other things, but, but still some good nutrition and things. Um, so I've seen a lot of um, uh, miracle-like occurrences with tests like that that look for what's contributing the most to the chaos. Now, in someone else, it could be a mold test. Um, in someone else, it could be a, there's, there's broad uh, ways to, big wide nets you can cast for pathogens, bacteria, funguses, and um, parasites, and things like that. So, you know, again, and I don't like to run one. I also like to look at what is the damage done, you know, what has happened to their hormones. They're all out of balance, including their cortisol to DHEA. Those are the two primary indicators for 
a lot of your metabolism. I mean, they, they look at the two sides of metabolism are uh, catabolic and anabolic, catabolism and anabolism. So it sounds like cannibalism, but it's not. <laughs> so, 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 you know, so you, you look at this balance in your entire metabolic processes. So there's, there's, it's really tough to, to make that choice, but I've seen a lot of neat things happen. It's like picking your favorite child. I don't have children, but I always joke with my mom and I'm like, all right, yeah. who do you like better today? My brother or me? So yeah. I get that. Yeah, I was always my mom's favorite. I never had to worry. Yeah, my dad is very vocal. I'm his favorite. And my mom, we we know how it goes. Kids, we know. Yeah. We're aware. Uh, <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a really big proponent of, I joke a lot about, you know, people are so quick to cut out pro-inflammatory food and sugar and gluten and dairy. And I'm for that. You know, I live that life. But I talk a lot about cutting out pro-inflammatory people pro-inflammatory thoughts, which I think is a really important aspect of health, right? Mental, emotional stuff yeah. and all of that. And I think yeah. there's a lot more conversation around that now. So, you know, do you see anything that's kind of, you know, from your clinical work and, you know, even your own health journey that you think is really, besides the dress protocol and all that, that you think people sometimes miss the mark with where they should be looking a little bit deeper into, yeah, it's great. You can take rhodiola and go to sleep and all of that, but Maybe you should also take a step back and look at this that you have found really helps people, you know, get well and stay well, or maybe get out of their own way. Maybe a piece of health advice you'd like to give to your younger self. Uh, well, I probably wouldn't have had as much fun if I did all that. You know? mm -hmm. True. <laughs> then I wouldn't be who I am today. Uh, so I think that everything I've done, um, a lot of risky behavior um things to this day i still ride motorcycles and uh go go up in the hills on our, our our buggies and stuff um it's it's dangerous stuff and and uh um but i i avoid you know drugs and um and over consumption of alcohol and, and things like that um so there's there's a lot of advice there but probably just getting up every morning and being grateful um you know, this morning, you know, my wife, I, I got up and I hugged her and said, boy, am I a lucky man, you know, and I start every day like that if I can, you know, just um, being grateful. And then when my mind does start to race, I have a technique I use to slow it down, uh, kind of a meditation. It's very simple. It says a lot to do with just breathing right and uh, taking longer breaths. And uh, it turns on the parasympathetic nervous system to do that so we keep you know there, there's just so much to keep in balance so what is health it is balance and resiliency and that balance includes a lot of a lot of things um uh certain what my friend bill calls the fundamental homeostatic controls acid alkaline cortisol dhea estrogen progesterone um and so many other things the oxidative uh, right. Um, again, autonomic balance, the sympathetic and parasympathetic. So it's all about keeping things in balance. Your gut flora has to be in balance. I mean, it's just, and, and we have all these neat objective markers to give us little windows into those things. And so, um, but, but balance is, is everything because it builds resiliency and resiliency is what allows us to live a vibrant and healthy life out there in the world, meeting these risks and challenges and, and things with some um, some belief that we're doing the right thing, and therefore we could be happy. You know, like happiness is about having things go your way, 
you know, your balance, if it's not going your way, if that gets out of balance, life sucks, you know, but if you can get things going your way more than they're not going your way, uh, then that's, that's kind of like you're on the path, you're climbing the stairs, you're, you, and then you can start adding in with that attitude. Um, well, the diet and balancing that and the exercise and balancing that and the, 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 you know, even sleep, balancing sleep with non-sleep. I'm not a big sleeper. I think it's a waste of time. Can't my do anything time, else. <laughs> my time's way too valuable to waste it sleeping. So I try to get a really high quality deep sleep, you know, restorative sleep, regenerative sleep and detoxification sleep and things. So less maybe than a lot of other people. And even what I preach, you know, but, but um, I'm just saying balance is the key. Balance is a tough one. You know, it sounds good on paper. It's easy for us to say when things are going well in our life. Right. And it, I think is the ultimate goal. And to your point as well, I, I agree with you. I think health is so much more than obviously just the absence of symptoms and disease. It's about, you know, thriving with your health, obviously not just surviving, not evading stress and evading germs. You know, we've gotten to this bubble world where we're anti-stress, anti-inflammation, antibacterial. And it's like, we have to learn to coexist with these things. Right. And so when life throws you off balance, do you kind of have something that, you know, is fun or a quote, guilty pleasure? I don't believe in guilty pleasures. You shouldn't feel good about, you shouldn't feel bad about doing things that make you feel good, but yeah. do you have something that brings you back to your version of equilibrium yeah. and homeostasis? You know, I, I, I do uh, get up early every day. I mean, even no matter what I'm up, uh, crack of dawn or earlier. The latest I get up is the crack of dawn and I get to work. Usually I do some stretching and things like that. I might read a bit, do some meditation, get in my sauna, but I, I like to, I like to get to work and get a lot of work done so that I can go outside. So I would say recess is my yes. favorite period and always has been my whole life. And so I work hard to be able to have a lot of recess time. Love that. And yeah, that's it. I, I go outside and play. I have toys and, um, you know, I still, uh, you know, ski, wake, surf and, and things like that. I don't wrestle anymore. I used to do jujitsu and, um, you know, I just had some injuries I don't want to revisit. So, but the motorcycle and the, the buggy, I have a, a Can-Am side-by-side 1000. It's a monster of a vehicle and, and it's, it's, uh, and I have my own track. I have some acres that I've cleared with, but I'll go out and get on my tractor or plant some plants. I'm, I'm a big, gardener and um love my plants and you know feathering my nest i love that i usually say vitamin rest and relaxation but you heard it here first vitamin recess and i think that's gonna have to be on a mug for all the fdn practitioners out there here's what i have now this is this is I love that. Yes. I was joking with Reed before we started recording. And I said that there were times in the FDN program that I think I found myself crying more than I did in my, uh, biochemistry classes in graduate school. So, but they were good tears and, uh, it yeah. helped, like I said, I think lay one of the most sol solid foundations in, in health and wellness. Um, but before we can tell everybody how to sign up to become an FDM practitioner, because I'm sure, you know, I had a lot of people, I know, message me about that. I get questions about it all the time. Um, I want to ask you one last question, and then you can share how people can stalk you on Instagram. I know you're not super active on it, but FDN, um, if you could give your younger self one piece of career advice, mm. what would that be? Something you wish young Reed would have listened to, or maybe you did hear, and it just 
didn't seek deep enough into the cerebellum at that point, what would you, what would you want to know or people who are blooming uh, entrepreneurs? You know, uh, I look back over 20 years ago, I was, uh, I was sleeping on a massage table in a chiropractic office with my clothes in the closet and taking showers at the gym across the street, you know? And so I've seen, um, um, I, I, you know, just worked really, really hard. And, and now I live a life um, that's just unbelievably what would be called and, and looked at from any point of view successful. Um, and, and I worked really, really hard for all those years. I, I don't think I stopped to smell the flowers enough to tell you the truth. You know, I remember going years with no vacation and just grinding and grinding and grinding. And yes, I accomplished a lot. But, you know, your kids grow up and, and you um, have a couple marriages and a uh, uh, couple injuries from things. I never got sick. Um, I, I, to this day, don't see doctors, don't need to see a doctor for anything. But, but, um, but I would stop and uh, I would have enjoyed myself more. Again, I, I played hard at times, but it was usually very risky behavior and not just, um, I don't know, doing other cool stuff that I do now. I love that. I, I say all the time, life is meant to be lived, you know, so definitely do what you got to do to grind, but it all goes back to balance and vitamin recess, which I think you guys should yeah. probably trademark that pretty soon. That's a good one. You could have that one, Brianna. Thank you. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt and I will tag you in that. Um, so Reed, if people are interested in learning how to enroll maybe in FDN, if they have some questions, um, you know, is there a website? Uh, if people- Yeah, they definitely want to jot this down, get your pencils up. Maybe you could just put this in the show notes, Brianna. It's fdnthrive, fdnthrive.show slash Brianna-approved. This is the Brianna-approved podcast after all, so we Name that non-review. It's fdnthrive.show slash Brianna dash approved. Thank you. I'm very excited. Yes. And that will be shared in the show notes along with the, the FDN website and all of that. So, you know, um, Reed, I really appreciate you not only being on the show, but being my first guest. It was a true honor to, you know, not only interview you, but um, have you dropped some knowledge for all of the practitioners and yeah. health enthusiasts alike? And, and I am excited to share this episode with everybody. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. I'm excited to see how your podcast progresses, who some of your other guests are. And anytime you need me back, I'll come back. Thank you. Okay. Ciao. Bye -bye.